Well, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn to the book of Romans, chapter 7, and I'll be reading in just a few moments, verses 14 through 25. Romans, chapter 7, verses 14 through 25. I think today we have a lot of different forces that we are, that we face, and I think two of those forces that we face today is sin and Satan. These are powerful sources that we face, and as we look at this, we also know the temptation that comes, the enticement that comes, and as we think about that this morning, I want us to see three powers that we need to be careful of, and the first one is sin, the second one is self, and the third is Satan. In Romans chapter 7, beginning with verse 14, we find where Paul is addressing us, well, the people of that day, and we look at that message today, the problem of sin. The problem of sin. Many times when we look at the problem of sin, we say, well, that's just something I have to deal with, and that's just something we have to live with. But I think sometimes we forget what sin can do. So look with me in Romans chapter 7, beginning in verse 14, where it says, For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave to sin. For I do not understand what I am doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Now if I do what I do not want to do, I agree with the law that it is good. So now I am no longer the one doing it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there is no ability to do it. For I do not, for I do not do the good that I want to do, but I practice the evil that I do not want to do. Now, if I do what I do not want, I am no longer the one that does it, but it is the sin that lives in me. So I discovered this law. When I want to do what is good, evil is present with me. For my inner self, I delight in God's law, but I see a different law in the parts of my body, waging war against the law of my mind and taking me prisoner to the law of sin in the parts of my body. What a wretched man I am. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then, with my mind, I myself am serving the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. What we see here in this passage of Scripture is what is going on in our life every day. It is a battle. Good versus evil. Sin versus, or sin 
in compliance with flesh. Our flesh, many times, desires of the flesh outweigh or outlive or outsource us in the sense that we do what we want instead of what God wants us to do. And so we find where the Apostle Paul is sharing this with the people of that day. And don't you agree that that is a lesson that we still battle today? The problem of sin and what sin can do. And so as we look at this this morning, and I'm going to be taking my glasses on and off today. I hope it doesn't, but I, I, I had cataract surgery in one eye. I'm in the process of having the other, so my sight is a little off the spectrum a little bit. So one of the things that I want us to, to see is that sin. I don't know if you think about it or realize it's all around us, but if we're not careful, we can become a slave to sin. In other words, where sin dictates our life, sin controls our life. And so we, we need to realize what sin or what slavery to sin is. It's a situation or a practice in which people are entrapped or exploited. Think of what Satan, the devil, is trying to do in people's lives. One of the things that we need to see today is that who, and I think I asked this in the first question, who is controlling now, I know that's a word you don't like. Maybe you say, well, nobody's controlling me. Well, pretty obvious. Yeah, but uh, uh, is Satan, is the devil, are the sins of your life controlling you? Or are we allowing our Lord Jesus Christ to show us the direction we need to go? And so as we look at this passage of Scripture, Paul was just sharing. He said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold as a slave to sin. He was recognizing his position. He was recognizing, you know, that, that he said, I am of the flesh and I have to be careful because if I'm not careful, it will take me in a complete opposite way of Jesus Christ. And we need to see that as well. What it will do to us. And then look at verse 15. It says, For I do not understand what I'm doing, because I do not practice what I want to do, but I do what I hate. Does your life get confusing? Does your life get to the point sometimes that, well, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that? The thought of one, what about willpower? I don't know what that means to you in the sense of that statement, willpower. Do you have willpower? You know, it depends, doesn't it? It's like Tuesday when I have this other eye done, I can't eat anything after 6 a.m. Okay? I have to have the willpower not to eat before they do the surgery, which is in the afternoon. Willpower. Now, how strong is your willpower? Depends, doesn't it? You say, uh, I ain't worried about this. But does willpower equal God's power? Willpower versus God's power. Willpower only goes so far, doesn't it? And when we're looking at the evil of this world, how far will willpower get you? 
I want to propose it will never get you what you need. We need God's power. Willpower will get you so far, but again, willpower, we're doing what? By ourselves, with our self-power. We need God. And so as we look at this, it says, when I do the things I do not want to do, you know, we, we, we see that sometimes this struggle, I don't want to do that, but it ends up to be the very thing that I do. Look at verse 18. It says, for I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my flesh. For the desire to do what is good is with me, but there's no ability to do it. We are limited sometimes. We are limited by our own strength, and that's why we need to see that we need God's strength. We are limited. But as we think about that, what about self? How strong are you? In the flesh, think about it. How strong are you in the flesh? And in ourselves, what can we do? We can do nothing. We need to abide in our Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture tells us in John 5, I mean 15, 5, that basically what? You can do nothing without me or without Christ. Think about that. When we're fighting the devil, when we're fighting sin, we say, well, preacher, I got willpower. You know, depending on what it is, but if someone brings a hot sour cream, cheesecake, pound cake, my willpower goes. Rest of what about yours? Banana pudding. It's been better. You know, and in and, and life sometimes, boy, we leave Sunday morning, I've got great willpower, I am ready for this week. And before you get home, Satan just slaps you down. What about, are you ready then? We need to see the importance of relying upon God and seeing that he is the one that can give us the strength that we need. We need to see that who the true enemy is. Speaking of the Christian warrior, he said he must struggle to know who is the true enemy and to fight Finally, with enemy is. Who is our enemy? You know, sometimes we get so confused. Instead of fighting the enemy, laughing at us. We need to fight the true enemy and to know. Yes, I'm going to identify as Satan, but the enemy also is flesh. Enemies is our flesh, that natural desire to do what we want. Or your worst enemy. Spiritually, are you your worst Saturday nights. You see, are we our worst enemy? We need to control sin. We need to allow God to show us how to bring that sin under his lordship. You read a scripture like, I am able to do all things through him who 
strengthens me. In a given day, own strength and own might, it could be limited. But again, we need to say, Lord, and I get up and I pray to ask God to fill me with his spirit or to strengthen me. I can't face one hour without him. We need to have a desire to do what is good, and we need God's help. Because another reason we need to remember is that our heart is evil. I know we don't want to think about that, but our earthly heart is evil. And, and what about our thoughts? Our thoughts, unless we check them, unless we put them under the lordship of Jesus Christ, our thoughts will lead us in directions that will take us away from God. God brings us salvation, but we need to see that our flesh and our self will pull us away from him. We need to delight in the law of God. You know, many times we, we read God's word, and I know sometimes we read parts of God's word, and we say, well, I don't understand that. But then I've occasionally heard people say, man, I don't want to do that. But if it's God's word, shouldn't we have a desire to do that? To delight in his word? Well, remember in Matthew, where it simply says, Matthew 5, blessed are the pure in heart. Blessed are those who follow. You see, sin wars against the good. That is what we're seeing in our world today. That's what we're seeing this battle of good and evil. And how evil is being described in so many ways. But there is a battle. There's a sin battle going on. And we are in that battle. What are we going to do? How are we going to live through that battle? In Ephesians, we're reminded, it says, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers and against the authors, against the, those that are promoting this evil. But this morning, even in this time where we maybe are experiencing failures in our life or experience these downtrodden moments in our life, and, and maybe you say, Brother Frank, I am struggling. I am beyond despair. I, I need deliverance. Let me tell you, we still worship a God that delivers his people. Deliverance. But again, in that battle, the self is saying, no, you've got it. You don't need that. You don't need to do this or that. But we need to see that we need our Lord Jesus Christ. We need that freedom over the power of sin. That comes through Jesus alone. That freedom, that power to overcome sin. I read an article this week, and, and sometimes when, when I read these articles, and I said, man, I've got to put a lot of thought in this, and I'll, I'll save it so I can come back to it. But basically, this article was about what's next for the internet. <laughs> And I've read articles concerning that before, but this one, this one took me a little different direction, and, and I'm not going to get into all of it. But basically, you know, we're already starting to see some of this. I know some of you, well, I'm not, don't raise your hand, okay? But how many of you have an avatar picture on your Facebook or your Instagram? Do you know that they are predicting that this avatar-type life 
is going to be part of the next phase of the internet and that you will have the ability to live a whole total life in this avatar-type world. In other words, you won't need the life you have here. You can go live your life in this avatar. You can just be whatever you want. Are you ready? I can see Miss Peggy. <laughs> what kind of avatar, Preston, do you think Miss Peggy's going to be? Woo! Living in that world. What are they... In other words, they want you to forget about this. They want to forget that you have been created in the image of God. They want you to forget that in this world today, yes, it's a battle at times, but it's a battle that we need to stay with and stay on, and sometimes we'll have to regroup, but we must persevere in the name of Jesus. We don't need to be out here in some foreign whatever looking at things like an avatar. Struggles. We need to be thankful that we have a God that sent his only begotten son to die on the cross. Some other scriptures I read this week, it says, No one can receive anything unless it's been given to him from heaven. You know, Jesus, we need you. First John says, you are from God, little children, and you have conquered them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is more deceptive than anything else and incurable. Who can understand it? The heart. First Peter 5, 8 or, uh, yes, 5.8 says, The devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. As we need to be servants of God. If we just give in to self and to sin, we will be devoured by the devil himself. And we will have no hope. But if we look to our Lord and we rely upon him, study his word, he gives us hope, he gives us strength, he gives us direction. And I pray that we would continue to do that. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this word, and I thank you, Lord, for each person here today. Lord, I pray that we would see the importance that there is a battle going on, good and evil, sin, the flesh, Lord, you tell us to put self down to the point that it is dead and live in you. Lord, I pray that we would see the need to keep our eyes on you and not all these things of the world. Lord, we are grateful. You have blessed us. You have done so much. But Lord, may we continue. Lord, may we continue to give you the love you deserve. We ask this in your son's name. Amen.